Hello and welcome to Habemus Papam, episode 117, Benedict IV. Dear brothers and sisters, Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Habemus Papam. So you can probably guess what I'm about to say, but like many of the popes during this difficult period in the church, we don't know much about Benedict IV. We know he was from Rome, he seems to have had some social status, and he was ordained by Pope Formosus to be a priest and seems to have fallen in the pro-Formosus faction. Okay, so before moving onward, we need to take another pause and examine what Italian politics looked like at this time, because it's going to furnish us with the families and the characters who are going to dominate the next handful of popes. So let's take a broader look and see where we've come from and where we're going. So with the disintegration of the Carolingian Holy Roman Empire, we saw that more and more local Italian leaders could take advantage of the power vacuum and fulfill their own ambitions in Italy. One prominent family who did so were the Dukes of Spoleto, which was a small duchy next to Rome. And they even went so far as to be crowned Holy Roman Emperors by the popes a couple of episodes back. We had the Emperor Lambert, who died in a hunting accident a while ago. But despite their impressive-sounding title, they couldn't control northern Italy, much less the rest of the Holy Roman Empire. There was another character who we haven't talked about yet who was also trying to get power, and that was the king of Italy, not ostensibly northern Italy, who was Berenger I, who seems to have some real power in Lombardy, but no one really liked him. He always got on everyone's nerve, he was power-hungry, and he really wanted to impose himself on northern Italy. Finally, occasionally a king of Germany or France would want to try and reestablish the Carolingian domains and would get called in by the Pope and get crowned Holy Roman Emperor, and the Pope would try and use him to balance the power against the Spoletans or other local nobles. We saw this with Arnulf of Germany a couple episodes ago. And on top of all that, there were still the Saracen raiders in southern Italy, the Vikings were raiding northern Europe, and in 900 the Maiars, or the, the Hungarians as we know them today, invaded northern Italy, defeating Berenger and running amok there. So as of our last podcast, the Duke of Spoleto and the Holy Roman Emperor Lambert I died in a hunting accident. So there's an opening, and the various northern Italian nobles are not happy with the situation there. Berenger was a total bummer. He couldn't do anything about the Hungarians, who seemed to have free reign in northern Italy. And so a group of local northern Italian nobles wrote to Louis III, the king of Provence in France and a descendant of Charlemagne, and invited him to come and set them free and be made king of Italy and perhaps Holy Roman Emperor. So Louis took them up on the offer. He marched down. He defeated Berenger. He was crowned king of Italy and then crowned Holy Roman Emperor by Pope Benedict on February 22nd, 901. There seems to have been some promise with Louis III, maybe the old days of a strong emperor keeping the Pope free from the various vicious Italian and Roman factions, maybe that time would be back. But unfortunately it was not to be. Louis lost the support of the Italian nobles who had invited him to Italy, he was unable to do anything about the Hungarians, and in 902 he was defeated by a renewed Berenger I and forced to return to Provence. Which means that once again the papal see is going to be vulnerable to the various political factions in Rome. And while this wouldn't affect Benedict's papacy per se, the brutal brutal factionalism is going to come back with a vengeance soon. Other than this political drama in northern Italy, we know very little about Pope Benedict IV. We know that he cared for the poor, and that he had a particular care for the bishops in the Holy Land suffering from the Muslim invasions there. 
We know that he intervened in a couple of episodes with French and German bishops, and while I won't get into the details about them, they do confirm a general understanding that difficult cases needed to be brought to the Pope for his judgment at this time. We don't really even know when Pope Benedict died or where he was buried, but it was sometime around 903. And he was succeeded by chaos and the brief papacy of Leo V, but we will wait to talk about that for next week. Thanks for listening to Habemus Papam. You can check out the rest of the Catholic Bites podcast at catholicbitespodcast.com, or you can find us on iTunes where you can subscribe or leave us a review. Just check those stars all the way over to five stars. The more reviews we get, the easier it is for people to discover the show. Thank you, and God bless you. 